Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, Certified Veterinary Life Coach, Goal-Getting Girl, and Life Work Alignment Pro. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 43 of the Daring DVM podcast. Today is a very exciting day because it is the 29th of February. How cool is that? Happy leap year, everyone. Fun fact. Did you know that leap years mostly occur every four years, except for every 100 years when we skip a leap year, unless that year is divisible by 400? I mean, what? How cool is it that somebody figured this shit out? Keeping our calendars and time in sync with the seasons. Another fun fact is that this was an important calculation to the religion of Christianity because their goal was to try to get Easter Sunday to fall on or as close as possible to March 21st, which is the vernal equinox. Also, another fun fact, there is a tradition in Britain where back in the day women were only allowed to propose to men during leap years. And rumor has it that there was a law that fined the man if he denied the proposal. If he said no to his lady suitor, he would have to give her a pair of leather gloves, a single rose, one pound, and a kiss. How bizarre is that? And also, did you know that a person who is born on February 29th can be called a leapling? Isn't that super cute? Leaplings commonly choose to celebrate their birthdays on February 28th, but there are others who choose to celebrate on March 1st. And in some countries, this is actually mandated by law. For example, in Taiwan, leaplings are required to celebrate their birthday on February 28th during common years, which are those years with 365 days in them. But in Hong Kong, leaplings are required to celebrate their birthday on March 1st in the common years. I just think it's totally interesting and fascinating. And if today is your actual leapling birthday, then happy, happy, happy birthday to you. I'm so excited that you get to celebrate on your actual day of birth. Now, before I digress any further, I just wanted to remind you about the free resource in the show notes for creating resiliency in your life so that you never have to feel burned out again. And also, I want to invite you to sign up for the weekly newsletter if you haven't yet. When you sign up, you'll receive free weekly help and coaching directly to your inbox. And you also get immediate access to any new resources that I create for you. Because I'm thinking about you guys all the freaking time. And my goal is to really get helpful, useful information into your hands so that you can use it and together we can beat burnout. On today's episode, we are continuing our theme of poo-poo energy and indulgent emotions. Last week we talked about indifference and how being indifferent is a form of self-neglect. 
And we also talked about what you can do to start loving yourself and creating the results that you want to see in your life. Today, we're going to talk about blame. Blame, my friend, is one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. Because when you blame another person or you blame a situation, you are disempowering yourself. When you blame something or someone, you are assigning responsibility to it. And if you remember from the self-coaching model, the only reason that we do anything in life is to either feel a feeling or avoid a feeling. And when you assign blame to somebody else or to your circumstance, what you are doing is assigning the responsibility of how you feel to something external. And if you believe that your feelings are created externally, then you will believe that you do not have any control over them. And therefore, life will always feel like it is happening to you and that you are always reacting to it. When you believe that you create your own feelings through your thinking, then you have absolute ability to control the way you feel and to empower yourself to create any result that you want in your life. Just think about it. How disempowering is it for you to assign your feelings and your actions and the results that you have in your life to something else or to somebody else? No wonder you feel stuck. Now, I will offer here that shitty things do happen to us. Sometimes we are a literal victim. But what I'm talking about here is more of a victim mindset or mentality. This is when you consciously or unconsciously remain in a state of being a victim and blaming your position in life or what happened in the past or your limiting beliefs on why you cannot have what you truly want. You blame it on something external to you. I am going to do another episode on the victim mindset in more detail, but for today we're going to stick to our theme of poo-poo energy and dive into the indulgent emotion of blame. Also, if you are new to this podcast, hi, welcome, so excited you're joining us, and check out the earlier episode called Breaking Free of the Blame Game. I believe it's episode number 21. In that one, I talk a little bit more about personal responsibility and blame, whereas today we're going to focus on blame as a nervous system adaptation and why it keeps us stuck in our lives. Now, the thing that makes blame such an indulgent emotion is that it feels really good to do. It feels so good in the moment to be able to blame someone else or something else and make that take the responsibility for how you're feeling or for whatever just happened. So yes, I totally get it. Blaming things external to you feels freaking good. And once again, the only reason that you do or don't do anything in life is because of a feeling. So if putting the responsibility on yourself makes you feel bad, then it's totally understandable that you would want to avoid that feeling and instead blame something outside of yourself to continue to feel good. Right? This is monkey brain again. Our little survival brain just trying to help us stay safe and to feel good in the moment. Monkey brain doesn't care about long-term repercussion. Monkey's here for the good feelings of now. So since we've been talking about relationships this month of February, 
Think about it this way. If you believe that somebody else is responsible for how you feel, then you have to depend on them or depend on their behavior in order to feel the way that you want to feel. Therefore, if you want to change the way that you're feeling, you have to rely on them to change in order for you to feel better. And how many of us want to depend on the person that we're blaming for how we feel? Think about it. Do you want to rely on your ex or your mother-in-law or your boss or your colleague or your kids or your younger brother or your current spouse in order to make you feel good? Do you really want to rely on them changing their behavior or what they are doing just so that you can feel good about yourself? And the real kicker here is that other people are often terrible at making us feel good. They just don't behave. They don't do what we want them to do. They don't even do what we ask them to do sometimes. So if you think of yourself as the manager of your own life, you're handing out responsibility to people that you probably like the least to be responsible for how you feel when you're upset or angry or frustrated. You blame them or their behavior for your emotions. You abdicate responsibility for yourself and therefore give all your power away. And this feels terrible. Now, the amazing news I have for you is that you are the only one who is responsible for how you feel. And this is amazing news because it means that you have all the power. You do not have to change your situation or the other person in order to feel better. We know from experience that this is not always possible. Sure, sometimes we make a request and the person changes or complies. Sure, sometimes we are able to leave a situation that doesn't feel good to us. But these are just actions that you're taking and falsely believing that your change of circumstance is what has allowed you to be happy. What's actually changed are your thoughts. And because your thoughts have changed, your feelings have changed, and this has led you to taking completely different actions and creating completely different results in your life. I want to add that, yes, there are absolutely times when it is appropriate to leave a situation. There's no point in trying to continually manage your mind around a stressful situation if you can just remove the stressor from your life. There is no point in staying in a relationship that doesn't serve you or is abusive in any way. And if somebody does you wrong, then it is absolutely appropriate to assign responsibility to them for their actions. For example, if somebody physically hurts you or lies to you or bumps into your car door with their shopping cart and leaves a big dent or somebody steals your purse, these are all examples of being a victim and it is very appropriate to assign responsibility to the other person for their actions. What we are talking about in this episode is continuing to exist in a victim mindset even though the thing that happened is now in the past. And the whole reason we can get stuck here is because we don't hold the other person responsible for their actions. We instead hold them responsible for our emotions. So an example of this would be, you didn't do the thing I asked you to do and because you didn't do it like you said you would, 
I am now feeling angry or sad or betrayed. Now, that person is totally responsible for what they did or what they didn't do, but they are not responsible for how you feel about it. You're the only one who is responsible for how you feel. So if the person didn't follow through with what they said they were going to do, then there can absolutely be appropriate consequences for that behavior. What is not appropriate is for you to blame them and their behavior for how you feel. The reason I want to clarify this is because I do not want you to just release somebody from responsibility for doing something harmful to you. I do not want you to just pretend that it's okay. What I'm offering to you is to keep your power within yourself and to not further victimize yourself by giving the power of your continued emotional well-being to them. This is a huge distinction. Remember, the pain that you feel from something that happened to you in your past is only something that exists in your mind today. Your brain, your body, your nervous system has held onto it as trauma because you have not yet processed it. So if somebody wronged you or hurt you in some way, it is completely appropriate to assign them responsibility for their actions. And it is appropriate to have consequences. But you shouldn't make it mean that you are not worthy or that they hate you or that they don't think you're that important or that you're not important or that they don't love you or that they think you're a horrible person or that you think you're not good enough or that you can never ever be safe in this world again. You don't want to make it mean that you are unworthy or that you are damaged goods or that you are not good enough. Because when you do this, you are giving them responsibility for how you feel now. And many times, this is so much more destructive and damaging than the actual wrong that was done to us. Other people are responsible for their actions. We are responsible for our actions. Other people are responsible for how they feel. We are responsible for how we feel. So somebody who wronged you in the past is responsible for the action that they took, but they are not responsible for how you feel about it now. They are not responsible for how you let it affect your life today. And that's amazing news because you don't want that person to be responsible for you and your emotions anyway. Especially if you're someone who was abused as a child or was in a previous unhealthy relationship. You do not want that perpetrator to be responsible and to be in charge of anything in your life now. Okay. Now, how about we go back to the example where somebody didn't do the thing that they said they would. They didn't complete the task because of their lack of effort, or they made a mistake, or they forgot. For example, if you have a client who was late to their appointment, then it is appropriate to say that it is the reason you are running behind in your day. It is appropriate to say the reason you're late to your next appointment or that you're late to lunch, or you're late at completing your records, or you're late going home, is because of their action earlier in the day. What is not appropriate is to say that I'm 
angry because they were late. I'm frustrated because they were late. I am upset because they didn't arrive on time. The only thing that the client is responsible for is their own lateness. Your emotions are not their responsibility. The only thing that is responsible for how you're feeling about their lateness are your thoughts. The thoughts you are thinking about their lateness. Probably thoughts like, they don't care about my time. Don't they know I have other patients to see? If they respected me, they would show up on time. I bet they don't show up late to their own doctor's appointment. How hard is it for someone to show up to their appointment on time? Do they think their pet is the only one on the schedule? Do they think that everything just revolves around them? If this sounds familiar, then you are assigning responsibility inappropriately. You are feeling frustrated or angry or upset because of your thoughts about the client. And when this happens, it colors the rest of your day. Sometimes to the point where we become so activated that we yell or snap. Or maybe we rush through something when we should be taking more time. Or we dismiss something that's important because we don't have the capacity to truly think about it in the moment. And we may try to make other people behave in a way that would make us happy. And then we get more frustrated when they don't do it or when things don't go our way. And we just continue to carry this throughout the day. And this becomes like a giant snowball because there are so many things that pop up on our schedule and throughout the day over which we don't have much control. Here's another way to think about it. Have you ever had an experience where somebody is trying to say something negative to you or be mean to you, and instead of you getting upset about it, you think it's kind of amusing or funny? You dismiss it because you're like, can you believe this person? What you're saying to me is just so incorrect that I cannot do anything other than laugh. This makes no sense to me. You're talking out your ass. There are totally times out there where somebody will say something or do something to you and you don't take it personally. You just let it roll right off. And that's because of what you are thinking about the situation. You could absolutely choose to take it as a personal attack on you and become upset or angry, but you don't. And think about this. We all have different opinions. How can you explain that something bothers one person but not another? It's because the two people are thinking completely different thoughts about the exact same circumstance. That's really the only difference in the moment. Now when we look at this through a nervous system informed lens, this makes absolute sense. We all have different experiences and traumas and learnings as we grow up. We are all looking at life through multiple different lenses that we have picked up along the way. And these lenses color our view of the people and the world around us. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you are taking things personally, or you notice that you are operating from a victim mindset, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You are not broken. You just have a lot of different life experiences that have shaped your nervous system and your perception of the world around you. This absolutely impacts the way we experience life 
because it absolutely affects our biology. This is the whole reason why you can feel so triggered, why you do feel so angry or resentful or upset when that client is late. This is the reason why it doesn't feel like you could feel another way. It seems impossible for you to think about the situation differently. And that's not a bad thing. These adaptations have helped you to survive. They've helped keep you safe as you navigate this life. The only problem now is that you've become so used to operating in this state of dysregulation that you don't realize there is another way. No one has shown you how to self-regulate and how to feel better. No one has shown you how to take back control of your own emotions. You haven't yet learned the tools that set you free from being emotionally vulnerable to and reliant upon someone or something else to feel good. I am here to offer to you that through self-awareness, you can create the space that you need to heal. You can absolutely find that point where being a victim ends and being in a victim mindset begins because you have to disentangle these in order to move forward. It all starts with learning to meet yourself where you are and opening up to yourself with compassion and kindness. It all starts with learning how to feel your physical sensations and get in tune with your body when you are experiencing negative emotion. What is my heart rate doing? How am I breathing? Do I feel any tenseness or tightness? Does my mind feel like it's buzzing or that it's foggy or that it's completely blank? All of these things are signs that we are physically entering into a state of sympathetic dominance. And when you're able to recognize this, you can pause, take a few seconds to regulate, and then decide how you want to proceed. How do I want to feel about this? What actions do I want to take? What is the result I am trying to get? The problem is if you continue to place blame on someone else or something else external to you, you will miss out on creating this opportunity for awareness and you will deny yourself the ability to heal. And that is why this work is so important. The reason you feel blame is because you are entering into a dysregulated state. Assigning blame is a coping mechanism to help you feel better. But it's just a band-aid solution. The real work comes in when you realize that the actual solution is taking emotional responsibility for yourself. This is hard work. It requires you to be very vulnerable. It requires you to see yourself in ways that you have never acknowledged before. It requires you to meet yourself where you are with love and compassion, no matter the traumas or adversities of your past. And this is the work that we do in coaching. These are the tools that you can learn to coach yourself. These are the practices that you can teach to your children. This is the way of thinking that will help you create a truly beautiful life. 
This is how you become the change that you want to see in the world. This is how we become the people who improve and change our current veterinary system for the better. So when you notice yourself becoming resentful or angry or frustrated or upset because your client was late to their appointment, or your partner didn't follow through like they said they would, or someone you care about wrongs you, whatever the situation is, start by taking a pause. Ask yourself, am I empirically safe? Yes. Do I feel safe? No. I notice my cheeks are getting flushed. There's tenseness in my body. I'm clenching my fists. My heart rate is going up. Really take time to notice what is going on physically, and then take a deep breath and acutely relax your body. Gift yourself the grace and space to show up how you want in that situation. And allow yourself to feel what you are feeling. You don't have to talk yourself out of feeling frustrated. It is absolutely appropriate to feel that way. What you don't want to do is blame the other person for you feeling frustrated. So validate yourself. Yes, of course I'm angry that they are late. Now my whole schedule is going to run late. Of course I'm experiencing resentment. The last time this happened, I didn't get out of work on time and I missed that dinner date with my friends. Of course I'm feeling this way. My biology is responding to these previous life experiences and creating my current physiology. My current physiology is creating my current psychology. It is affecting me. It is a state of stress. Nothing has gone wrong. This is so normal. When you do this, you are normalizing your experience and reminding yourself that there is a reason you feel this way. Your nervous system state is not a choice. It is a biological imperative. So be kind to yourself and recognize what's happening. And then pause and allow the emotion to be there. It's going to be there whether you like it or not. When you instead try to suppress it, the emotion gets stuck because you haven't given yourself permission to feel it and to process it. So tell yourself, I am allowed to feel angry. I am allowed to feel upset. I am worthy of having feelings. I am worthy of experiencing the whole range of human emotions. And then again, pause and remind yourself that you are safe. You do not have to blame the other person or the situation. You can acknowledge that this is how you are feeling, and then you can decide how you want to proceed. Validate your feelings, normalize your experience, and give yourself permission to feel the feelings. Yes, I'm annoyed that I'm now running behind. And how can I still show up as my best self and take care of this patient and client and get the work done? Yes, I totally feel anxious. And how can I move forward with my day? How can I release this anger and not let it affect myself or my staff or the rest of my day? What can I do in this moment that will best serve 
me. Releasing blame is part of the journey to beating burnout, and this is something I so very much want for you. So this week, take some time to really consider and notice if there are people or situations in your life that you are blaming for how you feel. And really notice what are the feelings that come up for you when you place this blame externally. This can be a very powerful exercise because many of us don't even realize that we're doing this. And when we start to take our power back, we start to feel a lot better a lot more of the time. When I truly started accepting the responsibility for where I was in my life and for how I was dissatisfied with where I was in my career, it sucked. I'm not gonna lie. It was a difficult process to meet myself with compassion and to truly take responsibility for me. But once I stopped blaming the job and the hours and the clients and the people that I worked with, once I had worked my way through, it was a completely new and different and empowered and amazing experience on the other side. I started to become the person who took care of herself, who took care of herself emotionally and physically and mentally, and in a way that is sustainable and invigorating, and in such a way that has allowed me to connect with myself on an even deeper level and to truly prioritize myself in a way that I will never allow myself to reach the point of burnout again. And let me tell you, friend, if I can come back from burnout, you can too. This is absolutely possible for you. And if you would like support along your journey, I am absolutely here to help you. You can reach out to me anytime. Come find me on Instagram at DaringDVM. You can come chat with me over a virtual coffee. It can be so helpful to have someone witness you and witness your pain and witness your current experience. Sometimes this is the first step to really setting yourself free. And trust me, once you do, you will never be the same again. Once you know how to do this work, you will never go back to the way things were before. This is truly one of the best gifts that you can give to yourself. Okay, my friend, I love who you are, and even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Take care, and until next week, dare to dream. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come coach with me in my Daring DVM coaching program. It's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life. This is where we address your challenges, crush your goals, and create your dream life. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.